We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pack a Day podcast. The day before, the day before the Monday night tilt between the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. I am Jason Perrone of Cheesehead TV, along with this week, Mark Eckel. Hello, Mark. Hey, Jason. How are you doing? I am doing very well. So this is a little bit different because we don't. We usually do the injury report ahead of a game on Sunday, but the Monday night game means that today's Saturday, we're recording on Saturday, so they haven't released the injury update for today, so we only have a couple days worth, so since we don't have the full injury report, we'll start there, and then we'll talk about a couple other game topics, but once again, I think you and I would be remiss if you and I, given where we both sit in our lives, uh, didn't have a quick chat about the weather, so how is the weather over by you right now? No. This is, going to, this is not going to go over well with most of our listeners. But it's been a little chilly here the last couple of days. 70? I, no, God, no, no, 70 is <laughs> beautiful. No, it's been like, I don't want to, again, this is not going to go over well. But it's been like 40-something. Now, today's supposed to get back up to like 58. But yesterday was, Thursday, Friday was like, people here were going, we're panicking. But, yeah. <laughs> But I actually put a, I actually put a jacket on. 
I can't stop laughing. I just and we're we're such trolls. We're 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 just straight trolling right now at this point. You asked. I, I did. You're right. No, I mean we top in the Phoenix area. We're topping out at 71 today. So all right, enough's enough. Let's uh, let's let's get back to the topic at hand. And and if we're talking about the game itself on Monday night, it's not going to matter because the weather's going to be perfect. It's going to be wind uh, wind free and you know what is it? 75 degrees, 72 degrees. Yeah. So. They're playing at the, uh, you know, I've heard it referred to as the bird killer. I've heard it referred to as the uh, the glass stapler in Minneapolis. I will tell you this. The Packers are 0-3 in in their time since U.S. Bank Stadium opened. So it's about time to break that streak. I, I couldn't agree more. So on the, uh, so the injury report, kind of light on both sides. So far right now, it's the running backs for Minnesota. Dalvin Cook has a, it's being described as a, it's listed as a chest injury. I thought it was a shoulder, and then Alexander Madison with an ankle that neither practiced Thursday or Friday. We don't know what's happening on Saturday. Everybody keeps talking about Cook not playing in this game, but it's Mike Zimmer, Mark. So I'm not quite sure what to think. Yeah, again, both in my in my experience with these kind of things. I'm not going to believe anything till Monday about seven o'clock when they announce who's active and who's inactive. Yeah, it, and, and and I'm sure the Vikings will take it right till Monday. Now, if this game was a Sunday, I'd be saying, well, well, they would have had to, to declare by now as well. So the Vikings get a little bit of a break by getting the, by having the extra day to get both either one or both of these guys ready. Yeah. Well, and it's it's gamesmanship, and the, and there's still something to be gained. We were kind of going through playoff scenarios before the game or before we started recording, and there's still a, quite a few things that can happen over these next two weeks. So it's it kind of, you know, first of all, you and I have not got a chance to to actually verbally celebrate the fact that the Packers clinched a playoff spot. So that's for the first time in the last three years. So you know that's a great that's a great thing. And so for to have the problem of doing the math and figuring out where they could end up. It's it's kind of nice when we were going through it earlier. It was kind of fun. Well, basically, just to make it simple for 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 the listeners, the Packers could be one, two, three, or five at this point. Mm-hmm. They could they could if they lose both, God forbid, they would be they well not necessarily if they lose both and the Vikings win both, they would lose a division to the Vikings and drop to the the wild card spot. That's worst case scenario. Um, if they split, they're probably the three, assuming the Saints and you know Four Niners and Seattle take care of their their business. Um, if they win them both, they are at least the two, and they could still sneak into that one spot by if they win them both. If either San Fran or Seattle loses this week. And then whichever one loses this week, then wins the head-to-head game between Seattle and San Fran next week. Mm-hmm. Or my favorite scenario, and I, you you laughed when I I said this off the air. Um, Packers win them both. Seattle and San Fran both win this weekend, and then they tie next weekend. Yeah, Seattle and San Fran play to a tie, which they almost did the first time they they played. Yeah. Which would be kind of funny. That would it would be funny, and I don't know if there's ever been a in the, in the modern era. I don't remember the last time a team had a tie and still went on to win a Super Bowl. 
Oh, it just seems like it's a kind of a stupid metric. Who cares? But <laughs> it's one of those things that's just very – it just kind of spoils the season. Like last year in week two when we still thought the Packers were going to be good and they had a chance in 2018, they tied the Vikings in week two after beating the Bears. It was like, this is going to stain the whole season somehow. Well, it turns out it, the it, season was stained anyway, but not for that reason. It stained the Vikings season as well. Yeah, it did, yeah. Well, neither team went anywhere. That's right. And then we were talking about the, the – I remember – I will say this. I remember a year where the Eagles had a tie. They tied the Bengals, of all teams, in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And the tie winded up or ended up helping them get into the playoffs because they went like 9-6-1. And, one. and, and for, everybody else was like 9-7. Like, there were like three teams that were 9-7, and seven, but they were 9-6-1, and one, and that put them in ahead of all those – other teams. You're forgetting with our listeners, you know how our listeners are, you know, they're all smart, right? So you're forgetting you're forgetting the most important and tongue in cheek fact about that particular tie. Oh, that's when Donovan didn't know. That's right. Yeah, I don't want to bring that up. I don't want to. Yeah, Donovan's still waiting for that second overtime. Yeah, that's uh, you know, they didn't realize, didn't realize they could tie. That was that was an incredible moment. You you know, you 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 like to assume that these guys know the deal. They they, well, they know the rules and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it's another interesting thing about know the rules was. So last week we're getting we're getting off the train here, but that's okay because you know it's kind of a weird week. Last week. Let's real quick. Let's just talk about that last play against the Bears. Okay, mm-hmm. the lateral play. Now, as soon as as soon when as blood pressure went up to about two hundred four over one ninety seven. Yeah, right. Exactly. We're all on, we're all on medication based on that. And I so earlier this season against the Vikings in week two, they did a lateral play at the end of the game. The Packers thwarted it pretty quickly and game over. Packers win. Like, but like, I like do ninety nine times out of hundred. I know, but I tweeted that I wasn't so sure that this wasn't going to blow up in the Packers' face. And I was told by Jersey Al, my boss over at Cheesehead TV, that I am I was the most pessimistic person at that moment that he had seen. And he said because the, the chances of that play working were so low. And then, of course, the Packers, you know, they defended it. And so I, I lose the argument. Well, then last week, once again, I'm nervous for some reason, and I don't know why. And if you watch the replay, the Bears could have scored. Yeah, they could have. They could have scored. Now, the other thing, though, is when Trubisky drops the ball, and am I wrong that the the under-two-minute fumble rule is suspended on a lateral play? I, good question. The yes. rule, because the rule states that the only person that can advance a fumble under two minutes and a half is the player who fumbled the ball. Oh, right, you can't, and yeah, you can't. That goes back to that the rule was put in back when Oakland fumbled on purpose. I forget the running backs. It was back to those classic Raider teams. But the running back fumbled. He was going down, so he fumbled on purpose forward, and another guy recovered it and scored a touchdown. And after that, they said, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, so because Trubisky picked it up and threw it, threw it to someone, and then they, the play kept on. Right. And it's just, um, to me, I'm just like, you know, as soon as the ball hits the ground, it should, I didn't it, think it's over. It, it should, should be, over. be. But that should never, first of all, if, if we want to recap that game a little bit, it should never come down to that. Yeah. I mean, but hey, you, you know what? I'm going to say this about that game, too. Packer defense, yes, they took that last play was, like I said, all, we, we all had our blood pressures rise way too high. But, um, 
you got to give the Packers defense a ton of credit for that game. They stopped the Bears the last four times, mm-hmm. the last four, four possessions, and, and had to keep going back out on the field after the offense kept going three and out. So that, that was a tired defense on that last drive as well. Yeah, and regardless of what you want to say about Chicago's offense, because they've been very inconsistent, the Packers played the Bears twice this season. They gave up one touchdown all season. Yeah. Now, the Packers, hey, the Packers' defense, and again, I tell people this, I don't care, I never care about the yard stats. I don't, I don't, they're meaningless to me. Um, you look at the important stats, turn, especially turnovers. The Packers get turnovers. This defense gets turnovers, and that's, to me, as, as important as that. That and points allowed. Points allowed, the Packers aren't bad at all. And they force turnovers, they get pressure and sacks. That's that's what it's all about. That it is, and I was looking. So I was looking up the stats, not the yardage, but I was looking up the rankings of the offense and the defense for both the Vikings and the Packers. Every metric: passing yards, rushing yards, offense, defense, uh, points scored, points given up, sacks, all the metrics. Minnesota ranks ahead of Green Bay in every single one of them. But here we are, and it's at well, turnovers is one thing I did not look up. Yeah, that's the, but that, the Packers are the best in the league, and they're one of the best in the league in plus minus. So that's that's going to be important too. So I mean, I, and I was even looking up. So the, Kirk Cousins has only thrown five interceptions this season, but in the okay. in the one game that he threw multiple picks, the only game that he's thrown multiple picks this season was against the Packers. There you, there you he also had he also had because you know I love to do this. He also had his best rushing game of the season against the Packers. He had. Uh, 17 total yards rushing against against Green Bay, which which is his highest total of the season. Well, great. You know, is it me or does it seem like every quarterback? <laughs> yes, runs, yes, gets. I mean, it kills me. Every, that, that that's one of the things. Not just this. It's thirty years. You know, it seems like you know so many times a quarter. You know, they get good pressure. And a guy escapes and then runs, you know, some guy that never run. Like, all right, again, if, if Lamar Jackson's running on you, that's different than if Kirk Cousins or some other, you know, non-mobile quarterbacks. But they always seem to run against they, – they, that and kickers never miss field goals against Packers either. Yeah, that's true. It's rare. It's they very – it's very rare. I see missed field goals all the time in other games that are important, but not against. And it's like they're at Lambeau Field. It's like the winter. The kickers never. The kickers never made a fifty yarder in his life. It's the coldest day in Lambeau history, and he's drilling one from the logo. Yep. Hey, I don't know. I always. I've often said I've never kicked a field goal in my life. I just never have. I'm not a kicker. I never kicked it. I could probably, if get, you know, put me out there against the Packers, I'll, I'll make a 30-yard. See, you and I are similar that way, and we drive uh, a lot of other people nuts because they're like, history doesn't matter. I'm like, well, it's, no, it's really there. Does. But, but it's I'm there. Just I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. It's just weird. Like, my good friend of mine is a Packer fan. He's, you know, we've been friends for years, and he's, you know, went out together, and we're in different towns now. Stuff. So we'll, we'll, we'll text during the game. And... um. I'll say, you know, a team's trying a 50-something yarder, and I'll, I'll be like, wow, I'm surprised they didn't go for it. And he'll text back, you know he's not going to miss. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> right. Well, and so in that game, Cousins was 14 of 32. That's awful. And his quarterback rating was a 52.9. That's the lowest of the season by far. So, That's you know. On cool. there again. Well, the other thing, too, is and if you want to talk about history and stuff that might not matter, you've got – 
one of two things that's going to end on Monday night. Either the Packers are going to get their first win at U.S. Bank Stadium, or uh, Kirk Cousins is going to win, a, uh, you know, his lead his team to a victory on Monday night football. Well, I know. Well, everybody says one of them has to happen, right? Again, could be a tie. Now, what would that do? The Packers oh, tie. Oh, man, I don't even know. <laughs> Let me, I can do this pretty quick. The Packers tie, then yeah, that would that would hurt them in order in trying to get the, the one. It would keep them. Well, it would win a division. It would win a division. It still would because they won the first game, tied the second, so right. they didn't lose. They would win a division. With Minnesota's loss to Minnesota's loss to the Bears would be what 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 killed them. Well, they, would have, they would have to beat the they would they would still have to beat the Lions next week, I think. Right? Yeah, and I know we keep talking about that as a given, but Matt Stafford oh, shut down and and listen, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn already know they're coming back next season no matter what. So do you know if you already know your job is secure for next season, you really can't lose it in week seventeen anyway. So what is there to play for? I'm just trying to suggest to the Lions that they look out for their personal health. <laughs> you know, yeah, but the Lions, again, it's a division game. It's a you know the Lions would like the Lions would love to beat the Packers, it's just like the Bears would like to beat the Vikings next week. Yeah, they would. Well, and I think that's why the league has done this now. They've made if you notice at the next weekend, I believe every game is a division. Divisional, game. yeah, they, they've been doing that for a few years, right? And that's the reason. So you don't have the Packers playing the Jaguars or or the Vikings playing the um, you know. Whoever uh, the the Giants, you know, so that you know it's not a it's not it's if even if even if it is a a team that's out of the mix against a team trying to get in, there's still a little rivalry there. Like the next another example is with the any the NFC East next week. You know, the Eagles and Cowboys, depending on what happens Sunday, if the Eagles win, both of them are still alive. But the Eagles would have to beat the Giants, and guess what? You don't think the Giants would love to knock the Eagles out of the playoffs? It's very possible. The and same way with the Redskins could knock the Cowboys out. And that's, they don't like each other. Those teams don't like each other. They, the only know. reason why I'm not nervous about next week is the quarterback situation. If it was if Matthew Stafford was was, was playing next week, then right. then I'm not even I'm not even looking. You know, I'm one game at a time. I you know right now I've got week 17 more of a given, which I know is you know, dangerous. Wait, you know what? Let me let me think about this for, for, for another second. If they if by craziness, the Packers and Vikings tie Monday night. The Packers would be eleven three and one. The Vikings would be ten four and one. Even if the Packers lost to the Vikings next week, they would still win a division because they would they would both be eleven four and one. But the Packers would have the, the tiebreaker in that they went one zero and one against. Yep, so the tie would clinch the division. It would hurt them. In terms of getting the you know second or third seed, perhaps. Well, based on my meaningless question about whether a tie kills the team's Super Bowl chances in this modern era, then right. let's hope <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'll take a tie over a loss. Now, of course. But this way, if it's if, if it's an overtime, and you know you have to think about that sometimes. Is a tie better for me than a than a than a loss? Like it is. You know what I'm saying? You have to be. Like for the Vikings, no. The Vikings, if this game were to go overtime, the Vikings would have to win it. They would have to do all whatever they could to win. The Packers could, like for instance, if the Packers got the ball with a minute to go in overtime at their own 15 and the Vikings are out of timeouts, 
I'm not running a lateral play. I'm not. I'm taking. I'm. I'm handing Darren Jones, or I'm taking an eight and being happy with the tie. Right. The Vikings get the ball at their own ten with a minute to go. They gotta. They gotta find a way to try to go down and get and at least kick a field goal. Yep. So there, there is a difference there. Yep. My stomach is turning already just thinking about the. And if this game goes overtime Monday, people are all going to be listening, saying, "Oh my God, those guys said it might it could go that time." <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first on Packaday, Mark Eckel with your. Tie prognostication. So, I mean, speaking of just, we, we were talking about the schedules earlier this year because I, I mentioned the metrics and how Minnesota's ahead of Green Bay, but one thing Green Bay has done this season is Green Bay has beaten teams, I guess at the at the time we talked about it, right, that had winning records? Yeah, well, overall they're 2-1. and one. I guess you know, they, they, they have wins over... Minnesota. Minnesota and Kansas City and a loss to the 49ers. Yeah. Um, but they played like you know they played a they played a. The Bears are five hundred now, so you know they beat them twice. Um, what are the Eagles? Five hundred. So they lost to the Eagles, but they're five hundred. Okay. Cowboys are also five hundred, but one of them won't be five hundred Sunday night because they played unless unless they tie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk ties all all. all Let's talk uh, Thai. Jack, talk, Mark, talk Thai real good. <laughs> I might go out and get some Thai food later. Yeah, a little meet the parents reference there. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's if you want to look at that, I mean, Minnesota's got they've got something to prove for sure. Vikings are zero three against teams with winning records this year. They lost to the Packers. They lost to Kansas City, and they they lost to um, never forget the third team that they lost to win a winning record. Seattle, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the Seahawks. Well, and so. Adam Thielen missed four games. Okay, he's he came back last week against the uh, against the Chargers. He only had three catches. They, the Vikings bolt raced the Chargers thirty nine ten. But Thielen was out for for four games, and the Vikings won three of those four. They only lost to Seattle. Sounds like when Devontae Adams was out. Exactly. So Thielen's back, and he'll be ready to go. I have a feeling that uh, the Vikings have been saving probably something. For this Packers game, it's Mike Zimmer. I mean, he, you know, he he had some complimentary words, backhanded style, for Aaron Rodgers in his press conference and his conference call with the reporters this week. You know, he clearly is sick of playing against Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is tired of facing Mike Zimmer's defenses. So, this that's what makes this matchup the you know what it is. I mean, everyone talks about Packers Bears and the rivalry and how long it's been, but the meteor, the meteor, you know, comfort, the uh, oh. matchup is the Vikings. Through the years, for recent memory, yes. I mean, um, I'm old, but like you know, I still like. That's what people say. Like, I don't listen. I don't like the Bears, and I, 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 I kind of like the fact that the, the Packers beat the Bears and knocked it, knocked eliminated their hopes last week. That's always fun. But push comes to sh- like if the Bears played the Vikings in the playoffs, I'm saying right now I'd root for the Bears. Probably. I, I, I don't like the Bears, but I really don't like the Vikings. Well, and you have to remember that if you if you know your history, we can hate the Bears all we want, and they still suck. That's obviously a, a very – but but if you go back to the very beginning of the NFL, you know, the Bears and, and George Hallis helped the Packers remain in existence. True. So – if you you know if you want to go back that far because the funny thing is now Mark and this is really getting off the rails but this all 100 you know team and 
they're given, you know, somebody put Don Hudson on the, on the, they put Don Hudson on the all receiver team, which to me is how it should be done because we have this recency thing that we do as humans where we forget, like, once, once you get past, like, the 50 year uh-huh. mark, you just forget about it. It's like anything that happened before 1960 doesn't matter to, to. Worse than that is there's, like, kids today, and here I go, sound like the old guy again, but forget 1960. They, if it didn't happen last week, they don't remember. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate when somebody says, oh, this guy's the great. Wait a minute now. Okay, he's a very good player, but this team had some pretty good players, you know, through the years. You know, I mean, they, they people forget a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, it was great to see Don Hudson on, on that team because he was, and, again, that's way back. None of us remember Don Hudson. But just look at what he – my thing went – I always say it's, you, it's hard to compare errors, right? It's hard to compare was Don Hudson better than Randy Moss. You know, who knows? I mean, they're totally different, right? But – Don Hudson was so much better than any other wide receiver in his time. That's what makes me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you just look at what he did compared to the guys that were playing at in his era. He was such a standout in his era. Yeah, like, he was. If you go back and watch some of that old video, I watched some earlier today. I, I obviously, like, you know, people love to, to harp on comparisons that get made, but I'm watching Don Hudson back then, and I'm like, he's got a little Jordy Nelson in him. <laughs> I mean, he just the way he, the, just the way he moves and uses uses size and his speed and just his his confidence, all that just it reminded me a lot of Jordy Nelson. And I'm like, that wouldn't suck to have a guy like that these days. But you know, back no, then that was back back then the forward pass was like you know that was unheard of. Right. I mean, that's what. Yeah. There's no doubt that he belongs on that list. And and like I said, you you can only. I don't like people say, well, he wouldn't look at him that he wouldn't be able to do that. Well, he doesn't have to do it today. It's about when he did it. That's why, and again, going way off the rails, what Babe, like, that's why when, when people argue baseball, Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player of all time, in my opinion. He was hitting 60 home runs, and the next guy had 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's just, it's, you have to look at, in my opinion, you have to look at errors. Like, who was, you know, like, I, don't, I, I never look at numbers. Numbers to me are, you, you know, stats are nice and all that, but it, it doesn't, the game's changed so much now that you can't compare certain guys' numbers or because they throw the ball, and the rules have changed so much in the last 25 years or more, where it's a lot easier to throw the ball now than it was yep. back. I mean, you know, quarterbacks quarterbacks used to get killed back there. You know, you were allowed to hit them in the head. You were allowed to hit them in the knees. You were allowed to do whatever you wanted to them. Yep. Now that now the, the the pocket is much more pr- protected, receivers are protected. You can't, you know, this, there was no uh, illegal hit to a defenseless receiver. All receivers weren't defenseless. They, you could hit them anytime, anywhere, anytime you wanted. There was no no contact after after five yards. You could contact them from fifty yards. Right. You know, so I mean, the the numbers are going to be. They, you know, the, the NFL decided whenever they just whatever year they decide. Listen, we need we're not scoring enough points. We got to. We have to do stuff to make the offenses score more points. So they put rules in that prohibited the defense from playing defense anymore. Yep. And they also made the game safer. Let's 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 go there too. And that and that's a good thing. You you know, there's too many players that got that really got injured very, very, very bad. Um so they had to do stuff for for that as well. And that was that was that was good. Right. No, they did. I mean they're they're trying to they're trying to make strides with it. But it, but and the, and the, the one, but the one they, player, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say the one that they make strides. They try to make the game safer, and then then they trip over themselves, and they make uh, pass interference reviewable, and just oh. stupid things that don't help at all. 
Well, that's, that's now we're opening a whole. Yeah, a whole other. Yeah, I know. That's another topic. For well, me. speaking. Of, okay, so speaking of pass interference and all that kind of stuff, Xavier Rhodes has been a, a very strange case this season for the for the Vikings because he was an All Pro corner for the, for a long time. This season, he's just fallen off. Now he's actually listed on the injury report. He's he'll play, but he's got an ankle. Um, but even when he was at his at the top of his game, he was he was uh, he has struggled against the Packers. It was whether it was Jordy or Devontae Adams, he has not had his best games against Green Bay. Well, again, I, let's hope that continues this yeah. whole Monday night. Yeah, and, uh, the, and the other thing too is uh, Devontae's uh, three touchdowns this season. He's been in the slot more this season. He's got two touchdowns from the slot. So. You know whether they move him around and, and try to get a fit more favorable matchup because then other, then it's Trey Wayne's or Mike Hughes and uh, you know we'll we'll see what they do defensively there. I mean the, the, the Vikings are pretty healthy coming into this game. Like I said, it's okay, at, the, the running backs are out. So Mike Boone, the undrafted free agent um, from 2018, is is likely going to get most of the carries if neither of those two um, Vikings running backs can go, Madison or Cook. So I, I, that just means the Vikings are going to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, they're going to try to throw it a lot. And if it's Kirk Cousins throwing it a lot, do you take your chances there because it's Kirk Cousins? But Stephon Diggs and... Since that Packer game, he's played... I'm I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan, but he's played pretty well since about the middle of the season on. He's been pretty good. Yep. Yep. Well, um, as far as the Packers go, they've they've got a pretty healthy slate. I mean, the only player that didn't practice on... Friday was Mercedes Lewis, but that was a veteran rest day. Yeah, the Packers, knock on wood, this, you know, and it's about time because, my God, the last few years, it's been nothing, you know, even the the good years, not just the last two non-playoff years, but even through some of those, you know, playoff seasons, they've been destined. The Packers have had more injuries than I, I, and probably most teams in the late year in, year out. Right. So this year, and I don't know if it's a credit to Matt LaFleur and his staff that they're doing things, or just pure luck, um, you know, Adams missed a few games, like we said early. Um, other than that, I mean, and Raven Green is the one um, player that's missed the season who was playing pretty well in a, in a key backup role on, in some defenses. But for the most part, you know, quarterback stayed healthy. Both running backs, was, Jamal Williams missed one game with the concussion. Um, you know, the offensive line, it looked like Belaga got hurt, but he because he's one of the toughest people to ever play, he came right back out and played the next. Didn't didn't miss a game. Um, they've been in, they've had some little nicks. Kenny Clark played through some some injuries that may have kept some other players out, but he's a pretty tough guy too. He played now now he, now you're seeing a healthy Kenny Clark the last three four weeks. Man, he's he well, I, and I think uh, you know I think what's happening is everyone's respecting Zadarius Smith and they're they're sliding protection over to Zadarius Smith. But the nice thing is, is when you have a Kenny Clark and you have a Z and you have a Preston Smith, you one of those three is going to go wild. And if, well, I I didn't think like, people were asking little you know little what's wrong with Kenny Clark? Kenny Clark? Kenny Clark. He wasn't healthy. It was obvious to me that he wasn't his full hundred percent, and he played through it. But he's you know he. Him at fifty percent is probably still better than a lot of guys at a hundred, but he was still not up, up. You know, he had those little nagging injuries that, on a big man, they they had up. And um, right after, and he he really needed the bye week, and he and he got healthy. And you've seen him now back to being up. Well, I think I think he's one of the top five defense interior defensive linemen in the league. Yeah, yeah, he's been doing great, and 
if Rashawn Gary's going to join the party, it was only one game, but if he's going to start to you know boost up at this time of the year, the Packers are going to be in really good shape with their pass rush. Yep, yeah, Gary. I like to see him get more and more snaps. I think he's. I think the, the in his in his limited role, he's he's done very well. Well, he's playing the run really well. If he's not getting sacks, yeah. he's been setting the edge, and it's like he's he's doing some of the dirty work that you know. You think about guys like in the past, you had Clark, you had Mike Daniels, Rashawn Gary. Some, somebody's got to do the dirty work to try to free up somebody else to to make plays. Now, when it's Blake Martinez that you're asking to to get in there and make a play, he's a steady player, but he's not quite the impact guy. You know, so maybe he doesn't yeah, always. He, he he got a sack last week, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's gotten he's gotten some pressures where he's forced a quarterback off this off his spot, and then one of the Smiths has gotten a sack, or or sometimes he's gotten just close enough where the quarterback threw the ball away, and that's not a sack, but it's a throwaway that made it second and ten or third and ten, whatever yep. you know the case might might be. So yeah, I'm not I'm not as down on I'm not. Listen, yeah, and listen, I, I, that was low-hanging fruit. I mean, I, I, when I say that, it makes it sound like I'm just piling on Blake Martinez like everybody else is. I, I like Blake Martinez. I, I do think the Packers should invest more oh. in the inside linebacker position for once in their in their oh. lives. But hey, that, that's what, yeah, that's well. I mean, we'll talk about that down the road. But yeah, there's in my there's that's the biggest area of need on this team right now. I think even more so than wide receiver is, is inside linebacker. Well, okay, so to end out things today, to solve that problem, you mentioned Raven Green earlier, and we were talking before we started, if he's potentially, because he's been out there doing some light work, if he's yep. potentially ready to come back, you've got Green, Martinez, Ibrahim Campbell, just in time for that playoff run. That, that would be amazing. Don't forget him either. Chandron. Oh, Chandon Sullivan. Chandon Sullivan has been so... Chandon Sullivan, to me, is... Uh, because, you know, I mean, we only have limited comparisons to make as far as me because I spend more time looking at the Packers than anybody. Chandon Sullivan could potentially, if he, if you know, if he maxes, maxes out, he could potentially turn into another Tremont Williams because it's the same situation. Undrafted free agent coming out of nowhere and making plays. Yeah, that was, I mean... That's where the front office and personnel staff doesn't get enough credit. Everybody looks at the major moves. Oh, yeah, they signed Zadarius Smith. They signed Preston Smith. They signed Adrian. Great signings. And, oh, they drafted this guy. Okay. But those little moves, picking up a Sullivan, picking up a Ty Irvin a couple of weeks ago, he turned the whole re- – now when, it, when another team punts, I don't, I don't close my eyes and cringe. And, you know, now I'm like, oh, right, hey, look, they got yards on a punt return. Look at this. How about that? You know, um those those little moves sometimes go back in the day. Um, the last when the Packers won the Super Bowl when they when they picked up um, I can't remember his first name Green the big defensive tackle Howard Howard Green Howard Green yeah yep picked him up nobody knew who he was the, the, the Jets cut him the the Packers pick him up on waivers turned out to be a very instrumental part of that that defense that 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 year you know um, so those little those little waiver claim you know. Minor pickups sometimes turn out to be a big difference over the course of the season, and when you're when you're a good team, that's what you need to you know. That I'm just I'm throwing more bouquets to the personnel department here. <laughs> they they did a nice job. Yeah, they did. So if Raven Green can come back, that's it's perfect timing. The Packers have a roster that's you know they've got. Listen, they might not have the best roster in football, but if they're going to go with the best version of themselves into the most important part of the season, which would be the playoffs, then you can't say they didn't. They didn't have every chance they could have in 2019. They may not make it, 
but they definitely had everything available to them. They didn't lose a key player to injury or have any kind of, two, you know. That's just, no, knock on wood. No, please not that. No. Nothing happens in the next two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So since I, since I guess uh, now the way this is going to shake out is, Mark, you and I will not be back together until either a wild card playoff game or talking during what we hope well, to I, be a bye week. Let's hope we're talking during a bye week about who the Packers would be hosting. <laughs> we'll, we'll spend a lot of time talking about that game, I guess, Whatever, whoever they would be, uh, the Saints and Vikings maybe or whoever. Whatever it ends up being, yeah, exactly. So i got to wish you a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, yep. and a happy Merry, New Year yeah. now. Oh, yeah, we, it won't even be New Year's? No, it won't. It'll be yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. Well, you have a great holiday, and we'll, um, let's hope the Packers beat the Vikings Monday night and wrap up the NFC North. Yeah, a healthy Packers team coming in against a relatively healthy Vikings team, so it should be a pretty good game. So as I always say at the very end of, of things, there's only one thing left to do, and that is Go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.